Would you be a top or a bottom? Hmm. Well, hypothetically speaking, since I'm not a homosexual. Is it really? Yeah, I'm really not. Mm, that's not pretty bait. Contrary to belief or whatever the fucking saying is. Contrary to popular belief? Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Um, I'm not getting fucked. <laughs> um, so what is the reason why you wouldn't want to get fucked? Because I don't want a fucking dong in me. Those things are... Some people have big dicks. Okay. And you don't want a big old dick in you. So you have a smaller dick than a bigger dick. That's the hey, prerequisite to you getting fucked. It has to be a small dick. Well, that way it's not going to hurt as bad. Because I don't care so how you're much... Not, you're not mad that it's a dick. You just don't want it to be a big dick. You said if I was a top or a bottom. So yeah, I but have to you're, choose. you're thinking a lot into this. You're breaking it down to a, like a micro level. I would be the top because I'm doing the fucking. <laughs> so you're a dominant man. He definitely. Who believes that you're a dominant man besides yourself? That's all that matters is what I think and what I believe in my true heart. So are you an alpha male? Yeah. How are you an alpha male? I mean, I just am. Tell me. I mean, what are the qualities you have that make you an alpha? I'm masculine. You're masculine because you grow a beard and you're hairy as fuck? Um, that's a man. Okay. Uh, women can grow that too. So does that mean they're alpha male? You know, I don't like I don't like the thing that a woman can't be the alpha male because like there are women that play both roles. I'm not saying that a woman can't. I'm talking about a man, like a gender male with a penis. Like you and I. Yes. That's all I'm talking about. I'm not going to call myself a beta. I mean, <laughs> definitely not a fucking beta. Fuck you, Megan Brown. <laughs> she called you a beta bitch? Remember she called me a beta fish or something like that? <laughs> Why would she call you that? You remember you were there. I'm trying to remember what was the scenario. I don't remember. You, you like, well, you were like, with Raul and me, who would be the alpha fish or the not, omega fish? I mean, it's not even like that. I don't think they even pronounce it beta fish like that. I, I used to think that, but I don't think it's that. I don't well, think they're actually called beta fish, like B E T A. Well, right, but it doesn't matter. So um, she thought you were a, a pussy ass bitch. Between you and I, yes. Mm. And why is that? Do you think you're more masculine than me? I never said that. I'm just asking. I'm okay. It's it's B E T T A fish. Beta. Yeah, beta fish. I guess beta. But uh, thank you, producer, for the info. We have a producer now. Uh, what's his name? Oscar. Oscar the Grouch. That's right. Um, so, yeah, she think, she thought you were a pussy-ass bitch. But you think you're a masculine as fuck. I didn't say that. I'm not no simp. What's a simp? I'm not really sure. So why are you using stuff you don't know what it is? It sounded cool. Are you an incel? No, I don't know what that is either. Involuntary celibate. Oh, yeah, nobody wants to fuck right now. So when's the last time you had sex? It's been a while. <laughs> so you are incel then? Because you're not choosing not to have sex. You're just not having sex. Right? Right. Are you angry that you're not having sex? No, not at all. I care less. Do you miss sex? Not really. I mean. Remember that one time you were like, it's been so long since I had sex. I don't remember what pussy feels like. I mean, it's been it's been a minute, but I don't think it's been that long. What's the longest you ever gone without having sex? Oh, man. How old am I? 40, 38 years? <laughs> <laughs> uh See, so you lost your virginity two years ago? I thought Tay-Tay said it was in 2010. Tay-Tay, 
He gave you eight years? <laughs> yeah, he gave me eight years on it. He was seeing the future. Uh, no. Uh, do I miss X? No. Because I'm not one of those guys that usually has a lot of sex anyways. Do you enjoy sex? It's not bad. I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. Like, Who says that when it comes to sex? It's not like fucking pie. I mean, like you said, do I enjoy sex? Of course I do enjoy sex. Do you enjoy doing it on a regular basis? If I was able to, yeah. So, like, if you were in a relationship, how often would you like to have sex with somebody? Like, how many times a week? Oh, like, it'd be totally up to or her. Or, like, obviously, but I'm saying, say she's sexual, too. How often would you want to fuck? As much as she allows me to. So you could do it, like, five, six times a week? Like, three or four times a day? Oh, I don't know about that much. I don't know if I have that kind of cinema, but... um. Definitely probably, like, I would like to go at least a couple times a week. I mean, I don't know what the normal is. I, I, How often do you jerk off? How many times a day or a week do you jerk off? Oh, like. Is it every day or at least four or five times a day? I mean, a week, I'm sorry. Like four times, maybe. So would you like to ha- have sex the same amount of times you jerk off? Like, it's how many times you times, get horny? Time permitting? Yeah, like, say that the all amount of times you get horny and you decide to jerk off, is it because you're horny or is it because you're bored? I think maybe it's because I'm bored when I jerk off. So would you say three to four times a week is an adequate amount of time to have sex? Right, but there's people that don't have sex even when they're married. No, I get me. that. But I'm just saying in a hypothetical I'll be fine with one time. One time a week is good? Or it should, yeah, or... Couple times a month, I don't know. Like so, yeah. like say if you had sex four times a month, that would be good. Like say, there's usually four weeks in a month, right? Right. Sometimes you have five, but excuse me. I'm just saying on average. So if you have sex like every Sunday, that's good. Is four times a month good for me? You? Yeah. For would you. I be satisfied with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Okay. How many times? How many times for a week would you want to have sex if you were dating somebody? Shit. I would say like three or four times a week. So that's like what I said, right? You just said you want to do four times a month. You oh, would be happy with that. Yeah, I'll be happy with that. Like if you're, if you have somebody that's ready to fuck, why would you not want to fuck them all the time if they're ready to fuck you too? No, if that, no, if they want to do that. Yeah, for sure. But if they don't want to do that, I'm not like, well, I'm not going to pester them into it and you know, whatever. Yeah. No, I get that. But I'm just saying like, um, I think, I think sex helps relationships out like the more you're intimate with somebody i think the better yeah but there's more than there's more of being with somebody than just fucking them no i get that or or making love to them whatever right But i'm saying like people that don't fuck on a regular basis generally somebody's gonna start stepping out because of that if they're not getting it from you they're gonna get it from somebody else oh without a doubt you know like i think that i think sometimes with women i don't think they i always say like women when they have sex is like a buffet like, they can just get it anytime, like throwing salami around. They, oh, I don't fucking want to eat the rest of this meal. I don't give a fuck. There's more. Yeah. But guys, it's kind of like a homeless person. You're like, when's my next meal coming? You know, some people are going on two years. Yeah. You I know, mean, that's, fucking yeah. losers. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, but the thing that you just said about that, if, if, you, if you're in a relationship with somebody or you're just hanging out with somebody or you're just fucking somebody, whatever it's called. Like hanging and banging? Uh, yeah, hanging and banging. Like if you're just doing that and then all of a sudden they're not banging anymore, but you're still hanging or yeah. it's less, you best believe that you're getting it from somewhere else. Or maybe they're just comfortable now. Right. You know, I don't know. Sex is sex is one of those weird things. It's like most people want to do it, but some people want to do it more than others. 
Mm. You know, um, we're about to introduce a new segment called Montgomery's Moment. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So let me see if I can do this here. And what I want from you is, can you do like, what happened to your did you know? You know, you used to always tell me this dumb shit I never wanted to hear about. Yeah, but you didn't want to hear it, so I quit doing it. But you didn't even look shit up anymore. Like, you stopped. How, you want, how many did you you want a week? Mm, give me at least three. Okay. <clears throat> Topics of my choice? Yeah. It's so like anything in the world, right? Any any topic, any history, anything? Yeah, I mean, it's whatever you want to, um, whatever you want to talk about. Okay. Well, you know, like, do you have a did you know for right now while I'm looking something? I up? think so. Yeah. Like, did you know that? Um, I think I've never said this though. Gen- uh, everyone, oh, Genghis, Genghis Khan. Yeah, is one in every fifteen people or something or forty people. But you know, then again, also is related to Genghis Khan. But also a lot of that is rape, right? But like, when you're in those countries over there, like Mongolia and stuff, where, where he was from and stuff, and like that part of Asia. Mm-hmm. You can see it in the people that oh my god that's he was definitely related to that motherfucker like their their body fate their structure and stuff looks just like him and the only reason I know what he looks like is because I watched a TV show that was historically accurate on History Channel what was it called <sighs> something the Khan Empire or something like that like and you know then they had paintings and stuff of everybody you know it wasn't like the dark ages or like prehistoric time or anything like that so they had they had paintings and stuff what people look like not could the people painting make them make sure they made them look better and stuff probably you know mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't i don't know but yeah i can come up with a couple of did you knows oh is is it going to be a segment or is this going to be yeah it'd be a segment okay I watched this thing about, it was called Unearth. It was like on Discovery Digging Channel. shit up? Yeah, well, they just break down like old stuff. Like the Great Wall of China. Um, the pyramids? Pyramids. How they build them and shit? Um, the Mayans. Um, one I really I enjoyed was, um, it was about Mount Rushmore. And how it like took fourteen years to make it, and I used dynamite, like they cut holes in the the mountain, and then they would put dynamite in there, and it would break parts of it off, and then they would chisel apart the pieces that they needed to make the noses and eyes and stuff like that. Like actually, it was supposed to be Thomas Jefferson, then George Washington, but the way that the mountain was set up, they couldn't. They started building the Thomas Jefferson part. And the mountain part was like a, some kind of bad. It wasn't limestone, I think, or something. And so they just blew it up and then they put it the way they had it. And it was actually supposed to be all their bust. So it was supposed to be like a full, not full body, but like, you know, their shoulders. Yeah. And then on the other side where I think it's Teddy Roosevelt or yeah, Teddy Roosevelt, there was supposed to be like, I think the. Declaration of Independence was supposed to be chiseled on there too, and the behind there, there's like a, uh, it's supposed to be like a museum that people could go in, like an elevator. It's fucking cool, man. There's a lot of shit in this fucking country. All right, so we got a new segment. It's called Montgomery's Moment. 
and it's Michelle Scott. And she's a very inspirational person. She always sends out emails all the time that I read and they're very positive. And so I wanted her to um, share some of her top ones with us for right now. And we're going to try to do this like every, every so often. So Michelle, if you want to introduce yourself to people and then tell us your first quote and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, Hey, I'm Michelle. Um, I am originally from Memphis or actually South Haven, Mississippi. Um, And I currently live in what? The SIP. That's right. Mississippi girls don't change their ways. Um, Been in Portland, Oregon for um, about 10 years. And I met Tony and Raul. Um, well, I think I met Raul when I was underage. Um, <laughs> and then I think I met Tony shortly thereafter, maybe the Sugar Shack. I'm not really sure. Mm, yes. I think I met you at Atlas. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't remember any of those nights. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very few. Um, yeah, so I'm here to read some quotes. Um, thanks, Tony, for inviting me to do this. All right, so uh, what's your first one that you have for us? Hang on one second. Can okay. I? Um, About the underage thing? Yes, I knew Michelle <laughs> when she was underage because I worked in a bar, a college bar that was that served minors. She wasn't like 14 years old or something like that. She was like 16. Oh, that makes it better? It does make it a little bit better. Her and her friends were coming to the bar, and yeah. I hated all of them but her, so I would always let her in. I wouldn't even give her a hard time about her fake ID or anything. Yeah. And What was special about her? She was nice. She was nice? Yeah. And she she always had this, one, this ID of this girl. I can't really remember it, but the girl looked nothing like her, and the girl was a big girl. And, no. No, she wasn't a big girl. I don't want to say her name on here, but because I don't know who she is. But she, when I was 16, I was rocking a 27 year old's ID. Oh, shit. Do you still have yeah. the ID? No, I think it got taken at the spot. Oh, really? Man, the spot. <laughs> but yeah, so I worked at college bar and it was okay. The cops pretty much said we could do it and stuff like that. Didn't, they didn't care because the guy that owned the bar was friends with every lieutenant sheriff all the high wigs you know back then let me ask you a question michelle if you have a kid would you want your kid doing that like going at underage bars with adults or like or like say or like say now would you like if you had a like a younger sister or something would you be like hey don't do what i did yeah, I mean, my nieces, like my oldest niece is, is um, you know, she just graduated high school, she's 18, and um, she's a pretty good kid for the most part. She did get in, you know, a little bit of mischievous trouble recently, um, but I didn't, I didn't take any action of berating her on that. I mean, if it were my kid, um, yeah, I mean, I would obviously try to give them advice, but at the same time, I don't think they're going to listen to it. They're going to do what they want, you know? Yeah. I think there's something to be said when your parents, like, well, at least my parents would say, like, everything that you do, I've done it, and I already know what you're going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Mm. And I always thought they were full of it. You know, I thought yeah. I had the wool over my parents' heads, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be a mom, so I don't have to worry about that. Well, there's that. Well, how are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you know. So you, you know. should go out there to Portland. It's beautiful. I will. 
and then go to Washington State. And what did y'all what yep. to do? What there? It's just really nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that where you pick apples and shit? I went. So, where is it? Isn't that the, where they shot the Goonies? That was in Washington, right? That's Oregon. Yeah, that's in Astoria on the coast. Is that in Portland? Mm-hmm. It's Oregon. Or Oregon. So, mm-hmm, yeah, it's like um, it's a northern Oregon beach. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, but there's a lot to do here, bro. You can go hiking. You can go to the river. Um, I mean, pre-COVID, it's Portland's a, a nice town for you know tourism. How far um, is uh, it from Seattle, where you live? Uh, yeah, it's about uh, about a three-hour drive. Oh, that's not bad. So it's like Nashville, right? Yeah, probably better scenery too. Yeah, the drive there sucks though because it's like as soon as you hit Tacoma, which is kind of a suburb city right outside of seattle the traffic is just bumper to bumper no matter what time of day you go it seems mm, like fuck so that that would sometimes suck. The, yeah sometimes a three-hour drive turns into a four or five-hour drive depending on the time of day mm. and well, it, do you know how far seattle is from vancouver is it driving distance mm, it is i mean i have friends in portland that have driven driven to vancouver but i'm not sure the exact mileage from oh, okay. seattle yeah, I haven't been to Canada, so it's on my list. So I want to go. Yeah. I want to go to Seattle because I wanted to go when I was out there last time, but I was only out there. Uh, next time I go, for one, I didn't realize there was going to be more time on plane than anything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to. You have to plan at least like you know. I would say a week to yeah. to get to get enough stuff in. I mean, you were here for how many days? I got there like midnight Friday. So basically Saturday morning, yeah, and I think terrible. I left I left Monday morning. Cuz I hung out yeah. with you briefly on that Saturday, I think. And then mm-hmm. that Sunday when we went to that bar where people were standing in line. Michelle's like I was like, "Why are these people standing in line?" They were like single file line. <laughs> She's like, "I'm not going to do this." <laughs> no, it's the strangest thing. I mean, there are there are some bars in town that require you to stand in a line, but they say it it says above the bar, you know, form line here yeah. or something. Um, but I think it's just been ingrained into people. I don't know if it happens in a lot of cities, but it seems it's pretty prevalent here. People stay in a line and there's like an open space, the bar. Um, I don't know what that's about. I don't know how that got started. I think people just follow the leader yeah. and do what other people are doing. It's like that thing where people ring a bell and then people stand up and then everybody starts doing it. Cause oh, they see yeah. everybody else doing it. I wonder mm-hmm. what that's called. It's called something, I believe, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we found out that Raul was basically a pedophile and now uh, can you use your, <laughs> your quote? I worked, <laughs> I worked in a no. bar. I had, I had a boyfriend that was around my age. I came there to learn how to play pool and drink the $5 beer bus and listen to enter 61. Oh, oh God. that was such good times, man. <sighs> yeah. Such a good band. Tuesday nights. Highland Q. Yep. And then you went to high school the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Did that all through college. That's funny. <laughs> so what is your first uh, quote for us, Michelle? Okay. So, um, well, I'll give the context after the quote. Okay. That. Um, okay. So 
We cannot force other people to change, but we can create change within ourselves. We can work each day toward improving our human decency, kindness, and tenderness towards the world. Perhaps changing ourselves for the better will inspire others to do the same. You never know the impact that your actions will have on someone else. And that's from Soul Vibe. So Soul Vibe is a lot of the quotes that come through the um, daily email that I send. Uh, And it's just a website. I like subscribe to it years ago um, to get my daily horoscope. Mm -hmm. And um, in the morning you get your horoscope and then underneath that you get a, a quote or an inspiration from Soul Vibe. And then um, in the afternoon, you get what's called your daily fortune cookie. And then again, a quote from Soul Vibe, or they'll quote other people. Okay. Um, so, yeah. That quote that you just told us, that's pretty much what 2020 is like about. Like, you know, how everyone's, a lot of people are struggling and stuff like that. And we, everyone's trying to help everybody or should be trying to help everybody, I think. Like you can't help somebody. You can't be like, Hey, we should go. You can't just watch people do it. You should change also. And that's pretty much what that quote is. Right. If you change and other people see you changing, then it's like a trigger effect maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. So well, I think it's, you know, Tony, you had mentioned in one of your podcasts of, you know, you seeing someone giving, you know, free haircuts. Oh yeah. Inspired you and Raul to, to do something. And, you know, I think, when people feel good, they want to do good. Mm-hmm. And then that's just a ripple effect. You know, it, it just, it, it snowballs and it can snowball into something big. If we're all, you know, conscious enough to do it. Yeah. It's like, uh, when you hold a door open for somebody, just like a small act of kindness, you don't know how that can change somebody's day, you know, or it's, and it can't always be where you think if you do something, you get like a return, like a thank you. It's just sometimes you just got to do something without expecting anything in return. Kind of like when you let somebody over in traffic or something like that. Yeah, and they may not wave. wave or, or, yeah. yeah, like, oh, fuck that guy. He didn't wave to me. That's but why it, I hate people. Blah, 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 but blah. yeah, it's like you don't know what that person is going through. But it may have, like later, maybe it might resonate with them and be like, hey, that person did that for me. And then it's like, hey, maybe I should do that. Or like how people do the pay the person's order in behind the line. You know, like it's just little things can can really snowball into something huge. I try but yeah, to- but here's the question. If they tell you in the Starbucks line or whatever line you're in, the total of the person behind you, would you say no if it was too high? I'd be like, what? I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, listen, no. I would still pay for it if I suggested. So when I was at Chick-fil-A line on Friday at uh, 6 o'clock, um, I was like, hey, I want to pay for the people's food behind me. They were cops, you know? Yeah. And they were coming off their shift or whatever. And the lady was like, what? What do you want to do? I was like, it, it was like a big ordeal trying to explain to the lady what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, fuck it. I don't know how people end up doing a McDonald's line, but apparently McDonald's has it down. But Chick-fil-A doesn't have it down. Interesting. Yeah, but, I mean, if if I offered to do something, I w- I'm going to do it regardless. Like, I shouldn't offer to pay for something if I can't afford to do it. Right. Just like It's you- like, like shots. Right, like you go out and everybody's like, "Hey, let's do shots," and then people want to divvy it up. And it's like, no fuck. No. If you ordered it, you need to pay for it. Yeah. Well, how many? I only had three. There's nine on that. We need to split it three ways or whatever. It's like if you if like what they say, if you can't buy something twice, you can't afford it or something. What is that? That's thing? a Jay Z thing supposedly, mm-hmm. but it's like, is he going to buy his house twice? No, exactly. <laughs> so I think it depends. There's like a limit to what you can right. buy twice. But yeah, I like that one. Who is that one by? 
was Soul Vibe. So um, on, from this website, um, soulvibe.com. So they sometimes they have these inspirational, um, you know, daily bits, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily from a person. I'm guessing it's from whoever is running that website. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good now, one. Now, do the Soul Vibe, do they create their own quotes or are, are these? They, so they, they, they do, they do create their own quotes, but then they also post them from, from individuals as well. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I like that one. So what's the next one you have for us? Okay. Next one is, uh, life is what we make it always has been, always will be. That's from grandma Moses. Um, and grandma Moses was an American folk artist that didn't, wasn't founded until she was like 78 years old. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So she, she did like a uh, folk art, um, I think in like the forties or something, if you Google her, you can see some of her paintings and stuff. Hmm. It's like, they always say like, you know, they have a list of people when they finally got started. Cause everybody thinks you have to do something when you're young, but it's like, as long as you're breathing, you still have a chance to pop. Well, you know, um, uh, this is, did you know, Oh, okay. did you know that uh, Colonel Sanders, you know, the guy that owns that uh, created KFC, he was like mm-hmm. 58 or 68 years old when he created that place. Yeah, I mean, I think the the guys that started McDonald's, I mean, they were in their you know forties, mid forties. Apparently, one of those guys fucked the other guy out of every all the money. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was two their brothers. Sales guy. Yeah, it was like their sales guy. They were selling. They were selling the milkshake machines, right, or something like that. Yeah. So they had a. They had a. He like was. A, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 He so definitely the, yeah. fucked. Did you ever watch that movie, The Founder? Nah, that only I know what the. Uh, it's really good. It's a really it good movie. Good. I tried watching it one day and it kept on buffering. I said, like, got fucking got tired of it and said, fuck it. But no. It's good. Yeah. So say that quote again for me, yeah. please. Okay. Um, life is what we make it. Always has been, always will be. So I interpret that as life is, is going to be as difficult as you make it. Or mm. it's going to be as, as great as you make it. So it's like that thing you kind of set the narrative for today by the mentality you have. Yeah. So if you're going to, it's one of those things like say like something bad happens and you can be like, man, this is going to be a shitty day. And then you can look for a bunch of stuff to make it a shitty day. Or you can look and be like, like I said, I saw one thing, something one time. It was like, did you have a bad day or was it like 30 seconds of your day that was bad? Oh, yeah. And you just harped on that. Right. It's did you did you have a bad day or did you have a moment yeah. that that probed you to Fuck. have a bad day because you let it? I remember one time, but I distinctly remember this. I was at work. This one I was working at where I work now, and I was doing something. And I was like, "Man, nothing's working. This is gonna be a bad day." And then I, I said to myself, I "Was like, why am I thinking like this? Like, no, it's just this one shitty thing that happened that I don't have to let it reflect the rest of my day this way." Right. Well, I think. If- it's because that's usually the norm. I mean, if you think about, I mean, even as children, you know, like your parents being like, Oh my gosh, the washing machine broke. And it's like, and then the dishwasher breaks and they're mm-hmm. like, what's next? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we always have that, especially like, especially now with what's going on, like everyone's like, Oh my gosh, what's next? What's going to happen? 2020 is going to bring something else. The earthquakes coming, you know, um, Yellowstone's going to explode <laughs> Yeah. or 
I mean, the president's going to get COVID. I mean, you know, everyone's like, what's going to happen next? And, yeah. you know, yeah. you can feed that or you can do your best not to feed that, which is hard, but. Yeah. I, I really believe it's one of those things, what you consume and who you can, you, you are around that helps out with that too. Cause if you're a bunch of around a bunch of people that are negative and only have a problem and they have no solutions, it'll start bringing you down and you'll start thinking that way too. Right. And it's hard sometimes to be around people that you've known forever. And it's like, man, do I really want to be around these people anymore? And I think sometimes we let the time keep us around longer than we should, you know, especially if they're not willing to change. Cause I'm sure like once you left here, you probably got away from people and you're like, man, I miss that person. And you go back and see them again. You're like, Oh, that's why I don't want to hang out with that person anymore. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, first to say like, if you you, you hang around, you know, a garbage can all day, you're eventually going to start stinking, you know? Um, and I didn't necessarily leave Memphis to get away from people or anyone Mm -hmm. particularly. Um, I left for to do, to live somewhere else, you know, to do something different, to get out of my comfort zone. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, there are people that I see, um, and not just people from back home, just friends that I've had for a long time, whether here or there or anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think as you get older, you know, you can start to sniff out the, the Debbie Downers, if you will, of, of just negative energy, um, and people, you know, can mock that, but people do carry a positive or a negative energy that's legitimate. Because and if you're just sticking up the atmosphere all the time, people are not going to want to be around you. Yeah, true. It's like a like a reptile. You you outgrow that skin, so you, you know. shed it. Yeah, you shed it. What's the yeah. um? What's the next one? Okay. How about, um, in a gentle way, you can shake the world. And that's uh, Mahatma Gandhi. I think we know who Gandhi is. Uh, he was an Indian lawyer um, and political ethicist. He promoted, um, he promoted peaceful resistance, essentially, um, to create a more equal world. Say that um, quote again. Um, in a gentle way, you can shake the world. So what Gandhi's big thing was, was he would go on hunger strikes to get his point across. And then when like, finally I read his book. So that's, and he, he would go on these long hunger strikes to, to bring justice to like the Indians that, you know, over there in India and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. what he was fighting for. Yeah. So after, after a little while, after a little while, sometimes his hunger strike will last a couple of days. Sometimes it lasts a couple of weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. But He's 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 best known for nonviolence. Okay. And that was one of his tactics was hunger strikes. It was his best tactics. Mm. But I don't know, Gandhi Gandhi was a great man. So what would you say about that one, Michelle? Um, I think it, it kinda it not only as far as like peaceful resistance in a in a you know mass setting but i think again it goes back to that snowball effect the smallest things that you do that are in a positive way and that's that trajectory is outward that can create ripple effect 
um, as fantastical as that sounds to some people and even, you know, to say it myself, it sounds almost impossible, but if we believe that it's possible, it can be possible. Um, and it just takes, again, people being aware of the good that other people are doing for them and to say, I'm going to pass that, that energy on to someone else. Um, or I may not have a lot of extra money myself, but I'm going to give $10 to the local shelter because $10 can feed six homeless people, can help to feed like six homeless people Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, those, so that those small little things can have a huge impact. So it's like, if you want to change the world, you got to start with one. So it's like, yeah. instead of helping out a million people, you help out one person and then hopefully that person helps, helps out, somebody. out somebody else and so on and so forth. Cause yeah. I think a lot of us, you know, if you think about the stuff going on in the world and all the poverty and people homeless and all this stuff, it's like, it's such a big task. It's like, how do I start with it? But it's like, if you look at a house that's dirty, it started clean at one time. So it's like, you go, you just slowly take shit out of it. And then it, it finally cleans it up. But if you see that as like, try to tackle things and tackle a big, you know, pile in one day, it's going to be overwhelming. So if you, it's like, they talk about how, if you want to eat a horse, you do it bite by bite instead of just trying to swallow it whole. So yeah, what's your uh, what's your next one? I like that. I like that one. Okay. How about? Okay, you are not an incomplete human. You are full, completely colored in, and all your dots are connected. As such, you don't need someone to complete you. If you do find love, you'll discover that they will allow you to fulfill a different aspect of your being, but they don't make you a whole. That would imply that you weren't whole from, sorry, that you weren't whole before them, and that's not correct at all. You're just a different version of yourself when you're single versus when you're in a relationship, and both versions of you are perfection, and that is a soul vibe quote. So on that one, it's like that goes out to people that think they need to have a partner Yeah. to be, like they feel like they're missing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... Which is pretty common, and I think that society um, has has created that. Um, I don't think you know that people would feel that way if it wasn't, especially in the South. You have to get married and have kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I would not downgrade anyone for doing that. Um, I have all, most of my friends are married and or in a long term relationship and have kids. Yeah. Um, not that I'm anti-relationship, but I think it's important for for adults, especially single adults. There's three of us here right now to realize that that doesn't have to be the path. But if you want to get to that place of having a sustainable relationship, you got to you got to be whole with yourself first. Yeah, it's like. I think sometimes people just jump into something just not to be lonely. And then that's not healthy either. Mm-hmm. Talking about people that like will break up with somebody and then like two weeks later or a week later there was somebody else. Yeah. It's and- like codependent people, you know, right. codependency is not a good thing. Like, I think it's good to be, have a companion. Like I think everybody wants to have somebody, some kind of companionship, either be like a relationship or a friendship or something. We all need something. Like, I think it's not good to be completely solitary. 
but I don't think it's good to just be with somebody just to not be alone. Cause then you'll end up with people that might do you wrong because they know they sense that you need something and they'll make you feel less than to keep you around. Right. Or yeah, just to, you know, the, the thought of settling for something that doesn't feel 110%, you know, not to say that relationships don't have faults because they do and there's hard times, but those, you know, those hard times, if you are completely involved with that person, 110% and you're giving everything that you have, those hard times don't really matter. Um, I think, you know, especially like during COVID times and being that most of my close friends out here um, are in partnerships and it's been hard. I mean, I, I, I don't have a roommate, you Mm -hmm. know, and this is the first time in my life where I've had moments of feeling like kind of lonely, you know, but yeah. Um, you know, I live in a studio apartment and I, I've been grateful to keep my job. Um, Mm -hmm. and, but you know, when, when your day becomes so monotonous of going to work, coming to your box, staring Mm. into the box, talking Mm. into the box, listening to the box inside of the box, you know, not to have someone with you to go through that, even Mm. a roommate, you know, like that's tough. I think it's been, it challenges people. And I, I try to see it as a a good test of, you know, strong will and patience really. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't take in consideration during this whole quarantine was the mental aspect of a lot of it. Like I know that there are some people that who are in relationships that it's been tough for them because they're spending time with the person they normally wouldn't spend that much time with. And then there's other thing like what you're saying about people that, Normally we'd find some companionship some way, but you know, since we're isolated, it's kind of hard to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah. it's like you got to find like a happy balance somehow. Right. And I've heard a lot of people say like, you know, my, my partner's driving me nuts, you know, like we're in the house 24 seven together. Neither of us are going to work, you know, or, mm-hmm. or we're working from home. Um, so that comes with its own challenges. Um, but again, I think that's, that, is where you get tested as a, as a couple, right? Um, So you're not only being tested, if you're in a partnership, you're being tested as a couple to see how strong that is. But if you're an individual, you're being tested to see how strong your own will and drive is what you do with it. This is definitely like a test of like when like, you know, people that are not going to work because they're working from home together, you know, like whether they can get married or not, if you can't stand the person because you're with them all the time, there's no reason to get married to that person. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I saw this like, guy, he was talking about having him and this girl bought a house together. Yeah. And then the quarantine happened. And then he was like, we don't like each other. <laughs> Damn. <And> so then <laughs> she ends up taking the house. It's one of those things where it's a weird time for everybody. And that's why like, they always say, like, you got to be kind to people because you don't know what somebody's fucking going through. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, I think taking a step back is important because right now, as everyone knows, and we talk about like, we're, we're going in, in the opposite direction and mm-hmm. people are getting angry and mad at each other. And I will be the first to admit, like I got rid of my Facebook because I was becoming angry at people just because 
they posted something that I didn't agree with. And yeah. I, I thought, I thought was, you know, outrageous. Um, and these are people that I love and I care about mm-hmm. and I don't want to want to think about, you know, think of them in that way to be like, Oh my God, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just because yeah. my opinion is different. <clears throat> um, that's not healthy. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect good on that person or myself's character or whoever's feeling that way. But it also just, it's not good for yourself. It yeah. just breeds more negative. Yeah. And if you feel like that something is draining. Already you. trying time for everybody. Yeah. If something's draining you, the best thing to do is just walk away because it's not healthy. Like it's not worth your sanity to just look at something just to be looking at it. You know, what do you guys think about, um, all the people that were like happy when Trump got COVID and Milana got COVID like, Oh, I can't wait till he dies. He's not president anymore. Like, you know, I don't, I don't hate the guy but he's just an idiot, but I don't want him to die because he got COVID now, you know, like, but all these people on Facebook and stuff like that, Michelle, what you just said, you don't, you don't see that anymore because you don't have it. But like, I have friends that are like, Oh yeah, he, this is the best thing that's going to happen. He's going to die from it because he's so old and out of shape and blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, at the end of the day, he's just a person, you know, like, what do you guys think? I think, I mean, obviously, I mean, like I, you know, with my friends, you know, made jokes. Like I sent like an article to two of my girlfriends here in Portland. And I was like, jokingly said, maybe he'll die with like this emoji, you know, like the shrug, the shoulders. Yeah. And like, that was a funny, I mean, I am a type of person I use, I use humor whenever, especially when I'm feeling like vulnerable or uncomfortable. Um, I don't want the man to die. I wouldn't want anyone to die. Um, I can't help but think that this is a kind of, you know, a karmatic experience for him. Um, and sometimes I'm, you know, again, had this fantastical optimism of like, well, maybe if this is happening and he survives it, cause he, let's be real. He's an old man. He's not in the greatest health. Yeah. I mean, he's older for if sure. He survives this, maybe, maybe death's door is what he needs to, be a kinder person. That, and that's maybe, a, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's what he needs. And again, that's a fantastical idea, but it's not impossible. I think that if you spew a bunch of hate and you say a lot of fucked up shit and then something happens to you, it's kind of, expected for people to kind of laugh at you for doing something. Right. And that goes on both sides. It's not like a political thing. It's just like, if you're an asshole to people and then you fall down, you don't expect people to laugh at you. You know, if you trip and fall and the people on the other side that like, say like liberal people or whatever that are, are happy about it. It's just this, it was no different than when Obama was in office and you would see memes and hateful shit people were saying about him from, you know, the conservative side. But it's like when it's happening to their team or their guy, that's when it's a problem. And so that's the thing. You got to stop this whole divide thing and just remember that these are people and you wouldn't want somebody saying some fucked up shit to your family. So it's like 
you know, maybe you should just keep those comments to yourself or like your pocket of people or whatever, instead of just posting it for everybody to see. Cause like I said, at the end of the day, he still is a human. You yeah, know? That's what was, yeah. Like, that's what I was saying. Because like, I don't want to die. I don't think anybody really wants him to die, but all these people are posting, you know, like all these negative things that he has it now. Finally he got it. He's going to, he's gone and this and that, you know, it's like, okay, well that's still somebody's dad, you know? But, yeah. I, I, I think, I think it's hard to, I'll oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. I just want, you mean people that are posting stuff and being legitimately spiteful to say like, he deserved this. Not like, comedic memes. Or no, I, I mean, like yeah, some that yeah, these people just be malicious. Yeah. 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 That, what does that do for us? Exactly. Where, that, it's like they say that says more about the person that's posting it than the actual person they're talking about. Cause it's like, it's like they're the mean people on comments in YouTube and Instagram. It's like most people don't wish harm upon people, but you'll see people spew this hate on the internet. It's like, why are you so angry? It's like, yeah. why are you doing that? But I, like I said, there is a there's a caveat to that because he has kind of put himself in that position where people have this this feeling about him. You know, it's like it would be different if he was just some random guy and then people were saying it. But I mean, if if you're like an insult comic and then somebody says some shit back to you, you got to kind of understand like where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like say, not saying it's right, but there it there's a a side of you that you can kind of see both sides where. You know, you can understand why somebody wouldn't want you talking about their team, but you can also understand why the other team is upset if the person was pushing him down and being a bully to them. Because he low-key is kind of a bully. Oh, 100%. You know, so, and that's why I told you, I told you just earlier today when I talked to you, Michelle, it was like, sometimes I'll see stuff from him and he just seems so genuine, like a really nice guy. But then you see this persona that he puts out there and it's like, dude, like how, it's kind of hard to root for a person when they're just a dick. You know, yeah, and you know that's the thing. I mean, that's why a lot of people really appreciate him is because they they like that he shoots from the hip, and that he just doesn't give a fuck. But if if you're in his same mentality and you think along the same trajectory that he does, then yeah, that's gonna be fine for you. But you have to think outside of yourself, and is that what? the masses want to hear like you should be playing some kind of neutral role when you're in that seat, I feel. Um, and not, you know, saying, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to send in military or whatever to these cities where people are protesting. Like, why don't you try to talk to the people? Yeah. Um, yes. Some of the protests got out of hand. Do we want those to continue? No, we don't want those to continue. But can you can you try and, you know, form some kind of alliance and let them know that you hear them? Because right now people feel like you don't hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, hopefully it's one of those things where, you know, he 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 gets over this and then he realizes that maybe some of the stuff he was doing is not the right way of going about doing it. Because, I mean. You have to you have to understand that like before he was elected, a lot of people that are supporting him now were talking shit about him before. But now that he's a leader of their team, you know, they kind of feel like they have to support him. Yeah. You know. So yeah. You just got to Well, uh, you know, it's it's kinda like the um, you know, Billy Madison, Doyle rules. It's like <laughs> 
I'm feeling you and your whole family are going down. Yeah. And it's a banana peel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> COVID banana pill has happened. Yeah. Well, you know, now he has the, the come flu. <laughs> what, did he, what did he say? No, the last thing I saw, he actually called the coronavirus. Oh, you call it coronavirus? Yeah. Okay. called it by what it is. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it so. was China virus and then come virus. Uh, Kung flu. Come flu. Yeah. See, it's that. It's that. Like, you're not a, you, you're not a comedian, dude. Like, you can't, you can't say those things. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing that, I don't think a lot of us would understand because we're not, especially like Asian Americans, but they always say like, there's a lot of Asian Americans that have been like bullied because of some of the rhetoric that has been said. And, you know, it's just like, it's not, it's not fair. Well, it's like, you remember when this was all coming, all coming about and he was saying uh, China virus and stuff like that. Remember those people, those Asians that got beat up and stuff like California and stuff like, yeah, it's crazy. And they only beat those Asians up because he was saying it. The Asians are the ones spreading it. Well, I mean, those people are probably hateful people, anyways. But true. Yeah, I mean, the one's well, beating up the people. Thing is, though, yeah. it, but that's the thing, though, is he's he he is influence on people that will take that and run with it, and that's why it's it's not okay. You know, there yeah. are people that will say, "Oh, our president says this, so it's okay for me to say it because I don't like that demographic, anyways." Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, you just have to realize that we're all human and that you got to get rid of some of this bullshit that people are doing because it's not cool. Like I said, it's just um, I I always go back to we're all going to die. So it's like, why are we fighting over this ignorant shit that doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day? It's exactly right. For what? What are we fighting for? I mean, I feel like you be a good human, do the best that you can do in, in the life that you're aware of because you know whatever you believe in is your afterlife it's not going to be that same moment you know yeah yeah so yeah i i think that um i think hopefully that he recovers and he um becomes a little bit better at like putting out that hateful shit about people all right what's your next one michelle when the world becomes a cold place, it's up to us to bring it warmth. I see hearts can be thawed with the warmth of your kindness. It may take time and effort, but it is possible. Even the most frozen of hearts cannot often withstand the heat that radiates from goodness and love. And again, that's a soul vibe quote. So is that about some people can't take somebody being nice to them? No, it's just about again, kind of in the same trajectory where we're at right now on, on these quotes, they all kind of have a theme, I suppose. Um, Cause I've been posting a lot of that re- or sending a lot of that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, that if, if because the world can be sometimes utter hell, if you let it be, yeah. being, be, again, being that small bit of light in this big, huge world, again, will ignite a flame of passing that down. Mm-hmm. So you can be that ray of sunshine that somebody needs. Yes. And it's, I have, it, you know, kind of in alignment with the, the quote that you reference often, the Tupac quote, you know, I'm not going to change the world, but uh, I'm going to spark the mind of someone else that, that will. Yeah. 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 I really, that is so true, man. Like you just never know 
what you can do or what you can say or even what you post, like how it might affect somebody's day and make them think a different way. You know, like there's this guy I follow that his name is Charlie Rocket. His name is just at Charlie on Instagram. But he's like super inspirational and he's always talking about having a winning streak. And like how he gets a cup of coffee at Starbucks that costs him two dollars and forty seven cents. And he's like, All that goodness, all that happiness for two dollars and forty cents, I'm on a winning streak. And he's just like, you know, he kind of just propels that to his day. And then he'll think about something else. And he's like, he always posts like every morning. He's like, if you woke up today, you're on a winning streak. Because like they like they say, like I, I talked about last time, like there's somebody tomorrow or today that was planning on doing something that didn't wake up. And it's like, what's the point of bitching about your day when you can try to make your day as good as you can be or help, you know, help somebody else make their day better? Right there. I've, you know, when I, when we had the store, um, I used to ask people how they're doing and stuff like, Oh man, I'm doing great. I woke up today and then you never really think about it. You know, and I started thinking about it one day, I was like, what does that, what does that really mean? Like, you know, that's, of course you woke up, you're 25 years old or you know, whatever, you know? And you're like, well, shit, tomorrow isn't guaranteed. You might be go play basketball with your friends tomorrow, but if you don't wake up tomorrow morning, you don't get to do that because you passed away. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's just, you just, we just always have, I, I really believe it. Cause the way I started thinking about death differently is when I had my roommate that passed away and he died like pretty quick. He got mesothelioma and he found out in April and then died in September of the same year. And it was like, you know, you're watching somebody die. You realize that, man, this is, this time is short. And he was like 30, I think when he passed away. Oh, and wow. it's just like, it's like, you know, like, what are we taking for granted? You know, why don't I try to do something? Why am I not trying to see something? Now, why am I not trying to live a better life? You know, why am I not trying to help people out if I can? You know, because it's like, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's not guaranteed, motherfucker. So it's like you have to stop putting stuff. You, you, you I think we put ourselves second burner to a lot of shit. And it's like we need to be on the first burner. You know, it's like. You need to put your life as a, a priority. You know, like, it's just a shame that most of us need something bad to happen before we realize how precious this life we have is. You know? Well, I think it, it you know, goes into, we are, we are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. And as, as society changes or as technology changes, um, things become more automated. Things become more simple um i think it we really it causes our what we focus on to be very compartmentalized in a sense of most people are putting their thoughts into one small area and everything else goes into the shadows yeah um and also because we have so much technology at our fingertips our we're on like sensory overload. It's a lot for people to take in and people aren't stopping to take a beat sometimes to say like, what's the important piece of my life? Not like how much news am I going to consume from this little device today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you are going to consume shit online, at least make it positive shit. Don't fucking get a bunch of junk food as they say, you know, a bunch of garbage, like, 95% of the stuff we see on Facebook is garbage. 
Well, I, I think it's who you who you follow. Like you can really curate your feed if you really want to, especially like on Instagram. Like yeah. on Instagram, you can follow and like what you want to do, and it'll it'll kind of you know adapt that to your likes. Now, Facebook's a little bit different because you're following your friends and stuff, so they may have some other shit. But they luckily they do have the unfollow button that you can you know you can use right. that if you want to. But yeah, I, I mean, so. do I know? I think so too. Like, I mean, I don't think. I mean, we know that it it's curated. Also, if you if you were to make a comment on someone's post, or someone makes a comment on your post that is in opposition, you're going to start seeing that stuff coming through too, which feeds the beast. Mm-hmm. You know, which just fuels the fire of making you see all these other things that are sprinkled into things that you normally would follow, and then get you angry. Did you, you watch know, that it, social dilemma? I did. Yeah. I didn't finish I it. Actually, I actually. Sorry, go ahead. No, that, I was just saying I didn't finish it yet, but I, I, what I did see, it was just kind of interesting. Yeah. What I think talking it, about is how like they're using these social media to basically control you. Like, so you know how your phone will pop up with a notification from like Snapchat or Instagram or right, Facebook or whatever. Open it. Yeah. It'll make you open it and you'll spend time on it. They know how much time you're scrolling Oh, yeah, it's wow. pretty yeah, I mean, it's all Yeah, it's all, of course, like data collection, but also um, configuring these algorithms to see what the user is primarily consuming. And I think it, I, don't, I think that documentary, it didn't tell us anything that we didn't already know. It yeah. just elaborated on the fact. And then you have these individuals that were like a part of the launch and the creation of these platforms. And they even say like, they know what, what was happening or maybe they didn't quite know what was going to happen. For example, the like button, you know, they created the like button to spread more positivity. Little did they know it was going to create, you know, mass narcissism or insecurity because you didn't get enough likes Mm -hmm. or, got so many likes and then you know you roll with that um it again it makes us more self-absorbed yeah it's like they say there's two type of users in the world they have the drug users and uh computer users those are what most companies will call users so it's like it, it is like a drug you know you get that that dopamine rush when you get a like or you know i got i got 11 likes on my because remember it used to be like on instagram if you had like so many likes, it would show like 11 or something like that. It would just remember it used to be, it was different. Like if you had a certain amount of likes before, like one through it would 10, show you how many likes you have. Yeah. And then it would just show the names. And then if it was a, like past 11, it would be just show the number. number. Now it just shows like your top friend, two or three friends that liked it or something. Well, like it depends that. on I think your account, because I know some of the accounts that I have, like for the link up page, it's, It'll show like and others, but my personal one, it still shows the number. Mm. So I don't know if that's because of my account. I've had my account since like 2011 or something. So I don't know if it's different for that, but your Instagram account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I they mean, just haven't rolled it out to my personal one yet. I don't know, but I know like, like so the link up page I have it, uh, it definitely shows that others, like how they said they were getting rid of the likes or the number. It wouldn't show everybody that because you know i think they say especially with a lot of kids well there's adults too but i think mainly kids that they were worried about that like you said they don't feel validated if they don't have an x amount of likes 
Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So if their friend has like 2,200 likes on a picture and you have two, you're like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Why does nobody want to like my pictures? You know, so they mm-hmm. start feeling bad. And that's what they said, too, like with social media. It's like people now are wanting to get plastic surgery, especially like with these Zoom calls. They said like people, they're looking at themselves and they're like, oh, I need to fix that. I, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like this they feed into your insecurities. That's all it is. It's just like they're just they're just leeching off you. They're taking from you. They're taking you're taking your your soul because it just it just starts chipping away at you if you're on it too much. And a lot of people aren't mentally tough enough to deal with it. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a man or woman, you know, you're going to have some type of flaws or some type of issues. And if you see something bad all day long, it's going to wear down on you. Did you ever see it? uh, There was it was on Facebook a long time ago. They had like a police sketch artist ask like people to describe themselves to him so he could draw them right. Yeah, I think I know and you're talking about. Like the like me, I would tell him less of what I thought I was right, mm-hmm. and then he he would ask the stranger to describe me. Yeah, and the stranger, well, he's you know big eyes, you know this, this and it, the stranger's picture would be beautiful. Uh, compared yeah, to compared to what you said of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I want to mm-hmm. find that video. Have you? Did you ever see that, Michelle? I did. I, I remember seeing that. Um, yeah. It's sad, right? Because we don't see ourselves the way that we are. Or sometimes that could be in the reverse. You see yourselves in a higher light than you really are. Yeah. True. Um, you know, I think, but naturally the, the most of us are going to have more insecurities where we look at ourselves um, in a lower light than our peers do. Yeah, it's good to have people that build you up. Like if you have friends that help you lift you up when they know that, you know, maybe not on purpose, but they just they just say good things to be saying good things. Those are good people. Those are like they say, those are good eggs. You know, what you about know. what about what about brutal honesty for the sake of the own person's well-being? No, I think you should. I think if you give people constructive criticism in the right way. That's a good thing. I don't think you should pacify people, but I don't think you should tear people down. You shouldn't just be mean to be mean. Like you shouldn't just be an asshole because that's just, I'm just being real. I'm just keeping, no, like just because something works for you doesn't mean it works for everybody else. It's case by case. Right. So you have to like kind of just go into a situation where you're talking to people not like you said how you would talk to yourself, but just, just as a human, you know? And if you can't deal with that person like that, maybe you shouldn't be friends with them then. Well, it's kind of like what, how, like how you can tell me something, but you couldn't use the same approach with me as you could say with, I'm just using the name as an example, which was the part of my head, like Brad, you would have to sell, you would have to say his, <laughs> you would tell him something like a different way. Right. Is that what you're trying to say? Like, yeah, not you every friendship me, is the same. Right. But no, I'm saying you guys are great friends, but you You're know, more that, like a brother, right? To me, and that, I have you know. like thick skin, so you can tell me exactly how, what you want to say without sugarcoating it. Because probably gonna eat the, probably gonna eat it too, right? <laughs> but like, you see what I'm saying though? Yeah. You can tell me something in one way, and you have to say it differently, but the same point to somebody else. Yeah, you got to use like, you got to use tact when you talk to people. You know, you just can't, you just can't say the same. Like I said, you can't treat everybody the same because not everybody's the same. And to think you can do that, you're an asshole, you know, unless you're just being like, you don't want to be fake either, but I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's, that's the weird thing about friendships is like, 
you know, there's everybody's different and you have to just kind of go into it with that mentality. Well, yeah, I mean, tiptoe, tiptoeing around what you want to say or what maybe needs to be said is not healthy. That's not building a good foundation of a, of a friendship or a family relationship, you know, um, but it's a fine line to finesse that in a way. I think you have to know the person really well to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, some, some relationships are so much easier than others, but you know, life's not easy. So it's one of those things where we have to understand that, you know, what works for one may not work for the other. It's like kids. If you have kids, you can't treat your kids the same way. Kids are going to have different personalities. You know, like what I had three sisters growing up. My, we weren't all treated the same way. You know, I was treated a little bit differently because I was a boy. Like, are you the youngest? No, I'm a uh, second to the or third. I'm the third child. So I have a younger sister. But it's it's one of those things where my mom would always be like, well, we got to do this because you're a boy and you got to be a man, you know, like, when you know, so. Oh, yeah. I didn't get baby. That's, that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid, huh? You know, you're you're me, baby. You, I'll baby, you, baby. Come here, I, I'm kind of glad the way I grew up because I don't, I don't, I can do stuff on my own. You know, like I'm not reliant on other people, right? And I know a lot of people like they have to, they just don't know how to do stuff because they had everything taken care of for them. You know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Huh? It's been great. I, <laughs> yeah. It's been great. I mean, I'm not complaining over here. Yeah. I have to, I'm trying to wean him off being a mama's boy. Always going to be a mama's boy. Michelle, what's the next one? Um, let's see. So this one, actually, this is something I said once to a friend. Um, and it, it was like through a text message, they were having a hard time. And when I typed it out, I didn't even think twice about it. And then I went back and read it. And then I ended up writing it down and, you know, sticking it like on my fridge uh, for my own reminder. Um, You are capable of being as happy as you desire to be. Um, And that is kind of like, you know, when, if you're feeling sad or you're feeling low and, you know, especially right now, it's hard for everyone, you know, while you may feel super sad and you can't come past that, but you, you say to yourself, but I want to be happy. I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Well, you can be, you know, your desire to want to do that is, has to be stronger and you have to figure out what is it that you need to do to make you as happy as you need to be. And that could be learning a new skill, um, taking up a class, you know, whatever that looks like. You are capable of doing that, but it takes you to take the leap based on how big your desire is. How did your friend take it when you sent them that? Um, I mean, I guess, well, I mean, not a whole lot was said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a thank you. I love you. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I hope that it resonated, but just because it resonated with me after the fact doesn't mean that it resonates with that person. Cause again, everyone handles statements or words of encouragement or feedback differently. Yeah. But that was me saying something honest in a moment where I felt like that person needed it. Now, 
Do you, do you think that I'm not saying your friend thought this, but when you say something like that to somebody, it leaves it open ended, right? It's like, look, man, you you're in control of whatever you want to control. So you need to stop being a Debbie Downer. Do you think maybe you, a person could have taken it like that? You're telling them like not to be a Debbie Downer anymore and get over it kind of thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, possibly. I mean, you know, I I grew up with parents in a in a very codependent relationship in a sense where I was like constantly trying to motivate them to an extent of where it drained me down. Um, and but I always remained positive no matter what, you know, and then retrospectively realizing how much pressure that that puts onto a person. If you're like feeling like you have to constantly motivate people or you have to constantly get people to change who they are or change their mindset about something. Um, I think that again, you have to find it within yourself to say, I'm going to, to, say this to a person, but I need, I'm going to do so in a way that's not going to make it feel like I'm, you know, high and mighty or holier than thou. Um, but in a, in a kind way of this is how I feel, or this is the, this is something that I live by. And I want to share that with you. Um, and if it helps, awesome. If it doesn't, then maybe the next thing I say, or the next thing that happens or the next thing that someone else says to you will be the thing that, changes or makes you realize what the intention was right that makes that that's still that totally makes sense and, you know and you say we just said that and like i um you know when i when i made my post about all the weight loss i'd done and all that stuff and people when tony took a picture of me or whatever he posts it and stuff like people hit me up on facebook or like instagram about it and stuff like that and they'll start asking me questions and I'll start giving them answers and like, you know, talking about bullshitting with them and stuff like that. And then like, I'll ask them like, Hey, they're going to start say tomorrow or last week, Monday or whatever. And then, and then like, I'll ask them, how is it going or whatever? And it's like, I'm like bothering them by asking them that I was like, bitch, you don't want to hit me up, you know? And this is not, and some people are actually doing really well. And some people aren't, and some people some people stop responding to my messages, so I stop t- talking to them. You know, that's but, probably because they weren't able to do it and they failed, and so that failure is embarrassing for them. Right, and I was, you know, and I told them I was like, I'm not here trying to make you feel bad about this. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to just help you. And if if you know me, me sitting here trying to help you, me talking to you, trying to as just motivating you to do it. Cause I'm going to stay on you. Right. There's people that I talk to probably about just about every other day to see how they're doing. Like me and my buddy, Mark, we talk all the time about it. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, you know, and he, he literally texts me at least once a day, telling me what he did today for his workout or whatever. I think it's like I told you, I think it's one of those things where people have to be ready. Like somebody has to be one willing to do it. And sometimes you have the idea that you want to do it, but if you don't have it in your heart, like even if you can have you can have a trainer and some people still don't want to do it. Right, because it's it's definitely hard, right? And, yeah. and and life's hard. And then you add this on top of that, you know? It's like you said, we don't know what any, the next person's going through and then now they're trying to lose weight or quit cigarettes or whatever the thing is, right? It's just adding to their daily the daily tasks that they have to do. Cuz it's not really I don't think it's the physical part of working out that people don't want to do, it's the mental part. It's like, man, do I really want to get up? You know, physically I can get up, but mentally am I ready to get up? Taking that first step, 
to just yeah. You know, whatever that first step is, if you don't, if you're not doing it right when you hop out of bed, it's putting on the workout clothes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. O- opening the door to the studio, um, but I think you know people again they separately from that can be extremely hard on themselves and feel like if they're not meeting the goals that they set for themselves in every area, well, if you didn't meet this goal today, then do something else that day that at least feels good. That is something that you are working towards, not something that comes easy. And yeah. And you know, and some people, a lot of the people, I don't really hit them up as much anymore because I don't want them to feel bad that they're not doing it. You see what I'm saying? Because when that, does that make sense? Because if I'm asking how, Hey, what's, how, how did you do last week? Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And well, I didn't do, I didn't, and Oh shit, I didn't do shit. I don't want to tell them that though. You know, I don't want to make them feel bad about yeah. it. So usually a lot of people have been lying to me about it. I think it's one of those things where if you just keep doing something, you might encourage maybe not person, that person, but somebody else. So it's just like, you just, you just have to do you. And then sometimes other people fall in line. So, I mean, as long as you're doing your thing and you try to help people out, that's great. You can't, like they say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. drink. You know, that's what the whole fitness thing. You can tell everybody that everything you did, you gained the blueprint of your shit, but they're not you. They don't have that. They didn't have, they're not having that drive, but that's on them. You know, like you said, it's great that you want to help people out, but I mean, you can't let that discourage you from trying to do what you're doing and maybe help somebody else out. You know, like I said, it's just it's just not their time. And hopefully their time comes. You know, they'll get the idea that they can they can do better. You know, because it took you a minute to get back on track. You know, because, I mean, it was 2010 when you first let, let Super Skinny. And then, you know, you kind of fell off. And 10 years later, you're the Phoenix Rose from Ashes. You're back again. Oh, That's my bird sound. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like a pterodactyl. Oh, whatever. Yeah, that's what I was going for, a pterodactyl. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those, it's hard, man, because when you care about somebody and you see them not doing something, that's the worst. Like when you love somebody and you want to see them do well or you just care about them as a human and then they're not living up to what your idea of their full potential is, it, it, it really does, it, it hurts. It makes you sad. It's like, man, why don't you why don't you see what I see in you? Well, but it's like it's one of those things like you don't know what the fuck kind of shit they have in their head too. like what's that roadblock what's stopping them from doing something so it's like you can't always just look on the surface and be like you're physically able why can't you fucking get up and do get up man get up but it's like that mental block and until I get that mental block you know there's yeah. nothing you say or do that can can make them do what you want them to well that's why I think it's important when when you're when the hamster wheel and your head starts going, everybody experiences that every single one of us. And Mm -hmm. we all start feeling down about one thing or multiple things. And that's where, you know, doing something that's not your normal routine or getting yourself a new routine that occupies your brain so that you're not constantly thinking about that, whether it be meditation, reading, reading more books, learning how to knit, learning to pay, play an instrument, going to a workout class. Um, you know, again, kind of like you know, idle hands, idle mind, same thing. If you're just sitting with yourself and you're not keeping yourself busy, your brain's going to immediately gravitate towards that negative space. Cause that's just naturally what 
the human will tend to do. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's also the whole thing about like people with depression and stuff like that. Like some people go to a dark place and unfortunately it's like sometimes working out can get you out of that, but it's just the whole thing of getting to the point where you can actually get to that part where you want to work out is the thing. Like, I think it's the brain's a fucked up thing because it's the thing that's supposed to be telling you you're doing well and it's telling you you're fucked up at the same time. So it's like so hard to tell somebody like, hey, why aren't you doing this? What's wrong with you? Stop being lazy. It's like, I don't well, know. I, I don't know if you're being lazy. It's just like, I maybe you just got that mental block. I tell them, you know, I'm like, just try it. Just just try it. You know, if then you don't like it, then you can we can see something else that might work, you know? There's a thousands and thousands and thousands of things on YouTube for weight loss that will probably work if you just tried them, you know? And it's like even like maybe it's not even working out. Maybe just eat a little bit less. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what they say? I, my favorite memes now are, on fitness memes are uh, it'll say keto diet and then it'll show like an arrow calorie, calorie deficit. And then it'll say uh, carnivore diet. Mm-hmm. Calorie deficit. They, the common theme is calorie deficit. So it doesn't matter what you eat. If you just eat less, then you're going to lose weight. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you give yourself 1,200 calories a day, and, then, you know, that, that, that might be two candy, like three candy bars. So you're either eating three candy bars or eating a like shitload of vegetables and shit, right, for your 1,200 calories. Yeah. You're probably going to leave. Calorie, calorie count roll to lose your weight? Uh, I did that for a while. But now I'm really not. Um I know what did I do. You eat three candy bars to make me <laughs> <laughs> Well, sometimes no. Um, but like you know, you know how Apple will be like eighty or ninety calories or something like that. You know, and like I was like keeping track of that shit. Now I'm like, man, fuck it, it's an apple. You know, it's not bad for me. And so. some of the stuff they have labeled as good is worse than like I saw. It was this thing that talked about how it was a McDonald's cheeseburger. Versus uh, the salad or something like that. It was something like something that was supposedly healthy and, and the, the cheeseburger was better. Yeah. The salad had like three times the calories and sodium. I did. Remember, I've seen this uh, meme somewhere on Instagram. You think it was because of the dressing? No, it's, it's, it's how well, yeah, it's, the partly. It's, yeah. And how they make it. It's like how the impossible burger is much worse for you health wise than the a regular Whopper or cheeseburger or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Just because it's yeah. vegan or quote unquote healthy doesn't make it better for you. Cause you know, at McDonald's yeah. they have, uh, apple sticks, apples, slices of apples with caramel for kids. Right. That caramel is not going to be good for that kid. Or you buying it for, but we still buy it. And it's like, why are we giving kids apples with caramel? Why can't we give them like just the apple, just the apple or more, or something else in that it's, or like maybe yogurt instead, you know, it's like more nutritious. Because yeah. kids want to be jacked up on Mountain Dew chip. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. The biggest. Like, here's, some, here's some strawberries and I'll give you some sugar to dip them in. It's like, well, strawberries are already pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, um, my phone's about to die. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Michelle. I guess uh, we have to well, go. Roll. We have to go. <laughs> we have to go. Uh, Tony's phone's about a KO. We can't. Okay. We, can't we can't charge it and uh, have you on because you know it's only got one port or whatever. Uh, we really do appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule. What would or, your advice for people be? So busy today. <laughs> huh? What would your advice for people be? 
We usually try to do this at the end of each podcast. It's a loaded question. Um, it's not a baked potato, bitch. Come on, answer the question. What does that mean? Well, when you ask a question, she what said, would your advice be oh, for like people? Oh, like a loaded baked potato. potato. <laughs> it's not a loaded baked potato. Oh, not a loaded baked potato. Just answer the question. Oh. That was a corny joke. Yeah, that was. It, that's me. <laughs> that's what I do. Sorry. Um, Can you please tell um, us your advice? Man, that's a hard question because I just want to start like bullet pointing things um, during these times. Um, I would say be kind to yourself and to other people, but also um, challenge yourself um, in a healthy way to be a better you. Um, as cliche as that is, we all have the ability to be better people. Um, in many avenues or facets of our life. Um, it just takes a little bit of effort um, and not a lot of effort. A little bit can go a long way. And again, that fantastical idea of the snowball of positivity is possible. If we all just kind of succumb to it, it's not real. It's not like a cult or anything. <laughs> yeah. It's just little things. Yeah. Yeah. It really is little things like, I think everybody tries to think on the macro level, but sometimes you got to think on a micro level. It's just like, what can I do small to make my life better or somebody else's life better? Totally. I mean, even like, you know, you guys doing this podcast, um, you are, you're, you know, gearing towards a, you're kind of geared towards, you know, a, a one demographic of Memphis people or people in that area. But there are times where you guys talk about stuff that anyone could, grab some enlightenment enlightenment from. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you may mention names and last names aren't being used. And there's times where I'm like, who are they talking about? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, but sometimes the context of the conversations, um, are nice. And even as the first time you guys had Milton on, you know, I listened to that and I was messaging with him and just saying like, that was just such a, a lighthearted, podcast episode where you just literally were just talking to one another as if you would have been just the three of you not recorded, mm -hmm. but yeah. there was no, there was no politics mentioned. Like there was a little bit mentioned, but you didn't dive too deep. And just, you know, for me specifically at that moment in time when it's like, you know, super smoky outside cause our state's on fire and our city is, you know, people are in, you know, civil unrest, like, in that moment, that was huge. Yeah. Just that, that small little thing was a, was a bright light in a dark time. So again, that's a small thing that you guys could do for people or that you are doing for people. Yeah. And, uh, I, I want to say this before I forget, we have some people in Belgium, they're listening to us and in India. And I appreciate you guys. Namaste, um, Ben. Kim Cho. And you don't know those, you don't know who those people are. Mm -hmm. No, unfortunately I don't. <laughs> no, it's weird. Like I'll get, I'll look at the map and we've had people in, in, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Russia, China, somebody in Ireland listens. Like regularly Sweden. these people are listening like over and over again. Yeah. It's weird. Wow. It's very weird. Wow. Big time in. Like it's maybe like, they're like these maybe they're like these stupid Americans. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like my voice has been more places than I have. 
True. That's really cool. Yeah. How many countries are there? Superstars. You're going to be the next Joe Rogan's. Isn't it like 191 <laughs> countries or something? Something like that, yeah. And linked up is in what, 85 or something like that? 86? That's wild. We'll never get played in North Korea, though. Goddamn commies. <laughs> hey, you're well on your way to get your Spotify deal. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, else, what, what, what other countries communist? China, right? China, North Korea. Is Cuba communist? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't want to dive into that. I'll make myself sound like an idiot. Why don't you bring that back for your did you know next week? You Rome. know what? I will. I will. That's your uh, assignment. Is that what you're, you're contributing that to all the episodes now? And did you know? I used to do them. And then people called me out of my bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, he would always oh, say like, so, yeah, he'd be like, it was so factual. And then people were like, that's not right. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? But. I do your research. I do. I have I have some good ones on on cue. And they're not. Maybe they're people from Memphis that just like to listen, or maybe they're not. Right. Yeah. You don't have any friends that live there. No, no, I don't know who these people are. Like, so uh, cool. I, don't, I don't. It's weird how you know the people will find it because I don't even really get on Twitter that much with it. Well, you know, next time we call Comcast, I'm going to ask him. Hey, man, are you the one listening to? Uh, the podcast linked up. <laughs> so, uh, hey, <laughs> hi, this is John. <laughs> no, John, this is not a fucking John. But yeah, so people in Belgium and India, thank you very much. We love you lots. It's awesome. This was fun, y'all. Yeah, like I said, uh, get some stuff together again, and let me know when you want to do it again, and we'll we'll roll with it, and we'll try to do it a regular thing. Yeah. I like it. And then when you get here, whenever you come visit, you'll have to do it in studio one. Are you coming uh, for Christmas this year? Or was it Christmas uh, or Thanksgiving know. you came last year? She was around uh, New I Year's, so like Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I came Christmas and New Year's. Um, I don't think I'm going to come this year. I'm going to go to Leavenworth, Washington with some friends. We rented a cabin. It's like a um, like German town. And we're going to do like, we're going to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, okay. That yeah. sounds fancy. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip coming home this year, but um, I may be home before Christmas next year. I may do two trips home next year. Nice, right after New Year's probably. All right. Well, whenever you come, we'll do one in in person, and hopefully, okay, I have so, my I'll have my video set up by then too, so people you can know, see you. You use the words "my eye" a lot. It's our. Did you buy us. any of stuff? <laughs> just, just answer that question. Uh, I bought the table hey. we're sitting on. I bought the. You're, you're putting in the initial investment, but he's helping with the um, the customers. You know. Oh, uh, let me ask. Maybe you. they listen. Maybe maybe those people in the other countries listen for Raul, not for you. That's right, bitch. Do they listen to him mispronounce words? That's right. You remember the second? Well, Raul, you could listen. Do you watch the podcasts? Yeah, I listen. Or to do podcasts. you not watch them? Do you listen to them? Yeah. On your mother's life. I mean, when my sync, my Bluetooth, my no, my Bluetooth in my car doesn't work sometimes. So that's a no. You don't listen to it. I mean, how am I supposed to listen to it? On your phone, you fuck. Uh, on, on the podcast app. Ooh, I could I could have a Bluetooth speaker in my or car, or you could just have headphones or just listen to it through the actual speaker on your phone. Oh, you know what? Those are all good. He ideas. always has an excuse why he's not doing something. Those are all good excuses. But I'm he's surprised. So, I mean, if I were if I were doing a, a podcast every day, I'd want to listen to it to see like how I sound. I mean, I, I'm going to listen great. to this. Yeah. You don't want to sound stupid. Like, Oh, why do I say that? <laughs> Cause like when I, when I go back and edit, 
I'll be like, man, this person says this a lot, or I say this a lot. Because sometimes I'll be like, I think this. And I'm like, bitch, you know what you're talking about. Why do you say I think? It's like, okay, I do know. How much do you edit out of your... um, It depends on what kind of dumb shit Raul says. (laughs) Sometimes he'll say somebody's name or... Well, this podcast is probably not much at all. No, it probably won't do anything out of this one. I think everyone was really well behaved. Yeah. Yeah. I like the this quotes. Is about, this is about being positive during Montgomery's moments. Yes. Can you uh, can you tell us the name of the website again, or the app, or yes. whatever it's called? Yeah, it's a website, and it's called Soul Vibe. So S O U L V I B E dot com. They better give me some money now for saying that. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's just I don't even know how I was introduced to it, but they do a daily horoscope and. Um, on their website, just like any, they have like, you know, bogus advertisements along like the siding or whatever. But if you just do your horoscope and your daily fortune cookie, they do give really good insights. But if you're on my, um, if you're on my daily email group, you're getting a lot of it anyways, except yeah. Okay. You need to add uh, Raul to your email list. I will shoot me his email address, and I'm happy to add anyone who wants to be added to it. All right. And, um, yeah, I loved it. It was good. Let's do it again. Thank Let's you. Yeah, I'm excited. It's fun. And then um, enjoy Portland. Yeah, you guys enjoy Memphis. Miss you guys. Right, Miss we'll, you, too. We'll see you. We'll hope, I'll try to get him to come out there. Maybe we'll go out there soon, and we'll coordinate something. Yeah, Where do it. On? Laos? We'll just, no. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll, just uh, we'll just post you up a tent on the sidewalk. <laughs> hey. You fit right in. Oh, God. Where's we'll have to get you to tell your mattress story next time you come on here. Oh, yeah. I need to know about that. About what? Remember the guy who was living outside of the mattress? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll tell that. That. Be, you'll tell that story next call. All right. I'll try to find a quote that um is in line with it. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yep. Love you guys. Bye. All right. Love you. Bye. So that was Montgomery's moment and I liked it. It was good. Yeah. I think it sounded really good. Yeah. Um, we need to, uh, find something to buy to charge your phone at the same time. Well, I could use my other phone probably. Or just have your phone. Is there a way to turn the video thing off? That's why I would ate up your, all your battery. Yeah, because I think I'm at like 15% now. So mm-hmm. we would have kept going. You would have definitely died. Yeah. Well, that's it from me. You got anything else? Um, Don't you have a quote you want to read? No, not today. Not today? Okay. Mm, I don't have anything. Well, today. next time you hear me, guys, we'll have a Did You Know with Rara. And... um. That's it. I'm going to probably cut this part out. Why? So you know, it's a lot of dead air. It was kind of like, I don't have a quote for you. And, and then I was just not really saying anything. And then I don't have a quote okay, today. Well, let's say bye. Then get, get, to know, the, get to the bye part. You know, and then I'll say bye. Let's, come on. You know, that was my thing. You fuck. You're always stealing from me. <sighs> come on. What is this snapping? Wrap it up. No. I'm tired.
Oh, I'm sleepy. <laughs> I gotta get up in the morning. Um, yeah. All right. Love you lots. Bye. 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 <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Love you lots. Bye.